house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What up? With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What it do? This is College Football Week 9, NFL Week 8, Episode 168. Hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube right now. It's right there at the bottom of the screen. Click it if you're watching on, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. It doesn't matter. Hit subscribe. We'd appreciate it. We're going to try to get back on track this week. We, meaning myself and Nick, because Joseph swept the board again. Joseph's picking over 63%. Or no, he's picking 63% against the spread right now. Yeah. You're not impressed? No, it's impressive. (laughs) You you seem like you wanted to brush that under the rug. He's like, did you see the year I had last year? No, 63% is damn good. Um, Should you have had Duke or Florida State? (laughs) I mean, that's a story for 20 minutes. We'll get to that for sure. Um. Yeah, I got high hopes for this week, but I have high hopes for every week. So I'm going to do everything I can to um, kind of get it out of the gutter. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. I think I'm going to go back to – I think I'm going to go to the church. I'm serious. Yeah. You probably should too. I don't know. No? It's probably a good idea. Yeah, it probably definitely is. I might go to a new, a different church though. No, I don't think it's so much just church in general. I think it's that church. That one particular church. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll break down a couple things before we get into this week's slate and the recap, obviously. Uh, The Saints lose again. Y'all were both on them. Yeah. That was foolish. Well, apparently Lawrence knees just fine. Yeah. Because that (laughs) motherfucker can run running like a gazelle out there. Yeah. Um, The Saints stink. The, The offensive play calling's horrific. I put a video about it on Instagram, um, a halftime update, and then just the lack of creativity is criminal. Pete Carmichael should certainly be fired. Derek Carr's overrated. The receivers don't like him, you can tell. He chewed Chris Olave out, who we'll get to in a second. He chewed Chris Olave out on that deep ball down the right sideline. Michael Thomas came out on social media and basically confirmed that, like, Olave's never an option on that play. He said it's the backside dig or Taysom in the flat, or whoever was over the middle. Like, I think he should be the first look on that. Like, they have all this going over here, and Thomas was coming across the middle, and he's wide open. So, and he deleted the tweet. So, Derek Carr's chewing Chris Olave out for a ball that was five years. It was caught by Amadi outside the white uh, sideline. Yeah, he threw the ball out of bounds. It wasn't even close. He sucks. Yeah, no, I, I, but I don't understand. He's a one-read piece of shit quarterback, dude. No, he's not good. He's not good. He's got arm talent, but he doesn't have it between the ears. He doesn't have the ability to hang in the pocket and be okay with taking a hit. To the damn the makeshift offensive line, I thought, did yeah. well above expectation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They had plenty of he had plenty of time. Mm-hmm. The the Rashid Shahid missed throw, the touchdown at the back of the end zone where Shahid makes the incredible one handed catch, just doesn't get the foot down. 
Oh, he was open before that. And he had plenty of time to throw. Yeah. Even when he did throw it, it's like set your feet and throw it to him. You could have put it on the numbers, and that's a touchdown. He's not good. You throw a fade route. Everybody wants to chew out Foster Moreau, which you have to catch that ball. There's no other excuse. There's no two ways about it. You have to catch that football. But that didn't lose us the game. You could say Derek Carr's pick six lost us the game, and he tried to throw a pick the play before. But Foster Moreau dropped that football on third down. Yeah, how about when you throw an interception, you go and try to fucking tackle the guy? Yeah. He didn't pursue at all. And then he's injured. He, I, I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that. Drew Brees' fucking shoulder was falling off the bone, and he wasn't giving you any sign that he wasn't able to hang in there. And Drew, we were so lucky and, and got so just kind of used to excellence at the quarterback position that you expect it, and you almost you take it for granted, and then when you don't get it, you're like, whoa, this guy's horrible. And it's like, no, this guy's just the middle of the pack. He's just not one of the best quarterbacks to ever walk the earth that we were lucky to have for 15 years. I don't know what is next. Um, I don't. I mean, we have a fav- we have an easy schedule as of right now. The way the NFC playoff picture shapes up, the Falcons and the Buccaneers would be in the playoffs. We'll probably find a way to backdoor our way into the playoffs. I wouldn't doubt it. The schedule's so weak. The division's so bad. But it's like we talked about. We're not. You're not going to do anything when you get there. Not. And, and you. It's clear as day that the chemistry with the receivers is not there. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes each other. <laughs> if Chris Olave had a click remote, he would pause it and go beat the the shit out of Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, out of Derek Carr. He would punch the shit out of. It. Hey, they, you can just tell they don't like each other. I'm sure Shahid likes Carr because he throws it to him every fucking time on a deep ball. So, um, yeah, and then you don't. I mean, I thought they should have ran it on one of those four plays. You got two timeouts. Yeah, I did too. I was telling Taysom. my dad, especially on second down, I was like, yeah. they got to be running it they here, have and they to. didn't. And then I was like, well, you can still run it on third down because yeah. you know you have fourth down. Exactly. Well, well for that for, Taysom run was easy. Yeah, the touchdown run. Yeah, and it's like it works yeah, every time. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know why they overcomplicate shit. I really don't. Yeah. And then they want to get cute at the dumbest point, at like the stupidest times. But to throw a fade route. Yeah, that made me sick. On fourth down and just, it wasn't even close. To just continuously throw this fade route over and over again. We just saw it the week before. Yeah. Twice. No, I mean, technically you saw four times in a row. You saw one that way and we'll try back that way. And then back that way and then same, I mean, literally. It's no creativity. It's just, and it's not even a ball that they have a chance on. I don't get it. I don't understand. It, it's it's pretty sickening, to be honest. I was on the over, so I was happy for that. But it's such a weird feeling. Like, I don't like it. Like, yeah, like, I'm not cheering for the Jaguars to score. But inside, I was like, fuck yeah, I need that to win money. <laughs> so, but it just doesn't feel right. I'd rather be a shootout where, I'd rather be the Giants game with Drew, where he throws, what, seven touchdowns? And the defense, I'd rather that. I'd rather go back to those days. I would way rather go back to those days where it's like, oh, we're scoring 50, but we gave up 50. Mm-hmm. So it's like, really, it's like, what would you rather? Would you rather be the Steelers with an incredible defense and a horrible offense every year? No, you'd rather be the team with a good offense. It's better at the end of the day. It's more exciting. Touchdowns are fun. Yeah. Touchdowns are fun. Because eventually your defense will give up touchdowns. And if you can't score them, now you're really having a bad time. So speaking of Chris Olave, he got arrested. You yeah. saw that? It's funny. I don't. You saw that? Yeah. Um, He'll be fine. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. No, without question. People forget that Lattimore got arrested for yeah. getting pulled over with a gun. Kamara beat the dog shit out of somebody on camera and had to go to prison. Uh, not prison. Had to go to court for it. <laughs> yeah. Marcus uh, May with Justin's. Uh, yeah, Mark Justin's dad <laughs> fucking trying to take Marcus May out of the the, the, the secondary. Um, now, I think it's funny how. I think it's funny. Well, they released the body cam footage. So Chris Olave got arrested for going 70 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour speed limit. Um, Jefferson Pe or Kenner PD, they have like two posts on social media in the last five years. And one of them was releasing the body cam footage of Chris Olave. Like is the police force trying to generate social media clicks? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't understand. What's the point of releasing that? Are you trying to go viral on Twitter? I didn't see it. Well, so he, it looks like he's in his at it in his driveway. I guess he was going so fast he got home quick. So they pulled him over. I guess it looked like he was outside of his house. And there's not really much to it except for the fact that he goes, "Man, because I play for the Saints." And the cop the cop responds, "And <laughs> like basically like don't care." And so people are kind of dragging him. The Saints suck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like brother, that doesn't hit like it used to. <laughs> That doesn't hold, uh, carry the same weight. Um, people are dragging him for like, oh, he had to say he played for the Saints. What's the fucking point of playing for the Saints? Yeah, right. You've got people out there whose second cousin twice removed from two counties over is a fucking deputy sheriff. And they're like, ah, oh, you know Mark? I know Mark. He's in the force. It's like, you don't even fucking know Mark. You don't talk to him at Thanksgiving. But you're going to name drop him when you're about to get a speeding ticket. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be like, oh, he had to tell him he's Chris Olave. It's like, yeah. That kind of comes with the fucking territory of being Chris Olave. I don't knock him for it. What's the point? If you can get out of it, it's like he's going to have to deal with all the scrutiny and shit. If I can just play, hey, I play for the Saints. He goes, oh, shit. Can I get your autograph? Yeah. Well, we need you this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, well, if it was Derek Carr, would he let him go? I would hope that he would have fucking put him in prison. <laughs> so We have to get a new quarterback. Yeah. It's really not that big of a deal. People like to blow shit out of proportion, but also too, it is, he even tweeted. He was like, "Man, they like to." He's like, "They were quick, like to like fucking bring him down." It's like, I don't know. People, people like relish in others' downfall, and this is such a non-factor. I don't even think Lattimore got suspended when he got no, he caught did. with the gun, and that they had him on the body cam footage with the cop being like, "You're gonna shoot your dick off, son!" Like, <laughs> so it is what it is. Chris Olave will be fine. It's just funny that they posted that it's a speeding ticket. It's literally a speeding ticket. And they posted the body cam footage. So, Kenner PD is a bunch of bitches. At least their social media is. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm wearing my Caleb Williams jersey today because I posted a video about Caleb Williams that um, it's just, dude, people, you can't talk about anybody without somebody being like, you're the fuck, you're the biggest hater. And they get so mad. Some of these comments are the dumbest things I've ever read. I, I it's I just respond to everybody like ruthlessly though, because I can't decipher who's a bot and who's not. So I just assume everybody's a bot. And one guy was like, one guy said, You have absolutely tarnished your credibility as a journalist. I was like, go to bed, old man. I was like, welcome to the internet, you fucking dipshit. And he's like, I'm a 70-year-old grandpa, and like I'm a grandfather, and blah, blah, blah. Um I was like, all right, well, congrats on the grand on the grandkid. Like, I, I I just there's so many people that like take these weird stances and like misspell simple words that I'm like, you. I feel like it's like 
It's like, I don't know if they're real or if they're a bot. And yeah, people, it just turned into a, it turned into a cesspool of Caleb Williams is a piece of shit. And I wouldn't, one guy literally said, because the video was about Caleb Williams, the, the rumor circulating about Caleb Williams requesting ownership of a team, equity in the team that drafts him. And one guy said, I'll give him ownership of this fart. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on, dude? And they're like, you're just a hater. I'm not a hater. I have a Caleb Williams jersey on my body right now. I, I We knew about Caleb Williams before any of you fucking idiots knew about Caleb Williams. The Red River rivalry comes in for, who was the ship Aggie replaced? Ritter. Yeah. Desmond Ritter comes in, replaced down three scores, brings us back from the dead, and then Kennedy Brooks hammers it home, seals the deal. Um. Yeah, one guy was like, you just absolutely wasted your time making this video, you fucking loser. It's like, brother, I made this video in my closet. It has 120,000 views. You can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> this took me 20 minutes from recording to editing to posting. It's got 120,000 views, so you can suck my dick. Um, And then came back, dropped another one, 100K again. So all of y'all, blow me. Uh, Let's talk about Michigan. You saw him? Yeah. What's going what are your thoughts? How, do you know the, the details? I uh, know a little bit about it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think anything. Yeah, I don't know. So what do you know about it? I know that they are stealing people's signs. Yes. And they, they found the staffer buying tickets. So Yes. So <clears throat> everybody's stolen signs for all eternity since football's been played. Venables at Oklahoma is notorious for stealing people's signs. I'm assuming they mean like looking across the way and like going, I think they're running it. Like, yeah. So as I gather, so this rule is in place that you can't do this. This is an old, like archaic rule. It's for the smaller schools that couldn't afford to buy a ticket to send somebody to go scout the signs. That's why they put this rule in place. So Michigan, it's kind of an elaborate scheme, I got to say. But also, too, it's like how much did I, – I mean, it definitely helps. If you, it, It's it's different. Deion Sanders talked about it, and he was like, it's different with baseball. If you know a curveball's coming, you have a tremendous edge. In football, you can know there's a sweep to the right, but you still got to stop it type of thing. It does help if you know, like, they're going to run it to the right. We're going to fucking overload the right side. But still, I don't – it seems kind of like smoke and mirrors or, or not, not that much substance in my opinion. I don't understand. I mean, we're in 2023 and they do these signs because they don't have the money to put, they don't have the money to put a fucking speaker in the quarterback's helmet. You're telling me that we don't have enough money to outfit one helmet, one helmet per school with a speaker, the starting quarterback, yeah, whatever you want to call it, three helmets. For the entire quarterback room. Why are we still out there sign language? Like we're the school of the deaf to the fucking leaning over there with signs with seven different fucking pictures on them and guys in fluorescent vests waving their arms. Yeah. Just get the fucking headset. They already have them on. Put a speaker in his ear. Hey, we're running fucking blue 42. And then you don't have to worry about any of this. But there was like they found a public Venmo. You saw that Mm-mm. they they found a public Venmo transaction between that guy and another Michigan staffer 
with the caption GA. And it was the day before he sent money. It doesn't tell you the amount, but he sent money to this guy the day before Georgia played Ohio State in the semifinals. So they're assuming this was last year. So they're assuming, like, obviously they felt like they were going to beat TCU. So they sent him to go scout the signs um, to who they thought they were going to play in the national championship. So I don't know. Switch your fucking signs up. Yeah. I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Nothing's going to happen this year. No, but yeah. What? I just don't know how common it is. Like, you think other schools are doing the same thing? I don't know to the extent that Michigan did. I think that they, it's kind of, it's, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. I just think that they cheated better. I think everybody's trying to figure out the signals and all of that. And, because, yeah, they'll put up like uh, symbols and shit, you yeah. know, like big cards and stuff, but that's for the whole, that's for the whole team. Yeah, but it's also, it's also to have some type of, it's also to have, not to give away exactly what you're doing. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, so. But like the quarterback thing, it's like everybody's looking at those signs and the quarterback's probably not saying anything. Yeah, it'll be like Like Beyonce. for teams that are run no huddle and stuff, they'll mm-hmm. put up signs and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that they probably went a step further than everybody else has. But, but I do think, I guess there is a rule in place that you can't, Send somebody, but it's like I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah, really... the rule is that the in person is what what's getting them. Yeah, and that rule was put in place allegedly decades ago for the smaller schools that couldn't afford to send somebody to go scout their opponent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. It's like how the guy who was doing it was apparently like ex-military and and was a. I guess good at figuring it out. Going in with disguises and shit. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but but it's like what he's going to scout it out one time and he's figuring out everything they're doing. Why don't you make your signs a little bit more difficult to yeah. decipher in one sitting? You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's more I don't think there it's like when there's smoke, there's fire. I, I, yeah, they probably did it. I think a lot of people are doing it. It's one of those things, like if you probably really went into the rabbit hole. Probably find out that a lot of teams. You tell like really? Do you think Michigan's the only one? Oh, that's what I'm wondering. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. To send one guy to the game and be like, hey, go f- try to figure out if fucking this means fucking deep ball down the right side. Like, I would be shocked if they were the only. There's so many schools. Why? I I would highly highly doubt it. You don't think sleazeball Dana Holgerson sending somebody <laughs> to go scout UTSA? Come on. <laughs> um, I don't think anything will happen. Certainly nothing will happen this year. There's no way. They're not going to come. There's no way. Nothing's going to happen this year, especially when they're like the front runner to win it all at this point. Um, all right. Um, our last thing I pretty much got. Um, so y'all are dropping like flies playing flag football. Oh, yeah. I wasn't there. No? No. You I get, had a, an, an obligation. You quit on them? No, I've just been busy. You had a Sunday obligation? Yeah, I had an engagement party. Oh, right, right, right. So apparently Devin's ankle snapped. Snip, snap. Yeah, it was bad, I heard. <laughs> well, Joseph said, Joseph was talking to me about it. Um, he, said, <laughs> he said that uh, Jordan put in the group chat that Devin fucked his ankle up real bad, and your next response was, what was the score? <laughs> yeah, I said, did we win? Did we win? That's what it was. <laughs> oh, man. 
you Evan, if you're listening, I hope you get better soon. Yeah, apparently he snapped his ankle and severed a ligament. Yeah, something. It was bad. Jesus like apparently you Christ. could see the injury. Oh God! <laughs> Goodness gracious! Oh my God! I'm not laughing because he's hurt. Because that fucking sucks. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly partially laughing that you care about the team so much that you'll <laughs> bypass Devin's injury to ask what the score was, but you won't skip an engagement party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh shit. Devin's ankles dangling. All for nothing. <laughs> Devin's ankle is dangling off the edge of his fucking shin bone. And you're like, did we fucking win? Did they win? No. <laughs> oh God. He fucking broke it in a loss. They had a, uh, he had to leave in an ambulance, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody had to accompany him, and then we were down. We were uh, short-handed. Yeah, poor Jordan got fucking volunteered for that yeah. job. He had to go sit at the ER for probably six hours. Yeah, how about you uh, take our worst player but, and send him with that? I mean... Their strategy to win a game. Get in the ambulance. No, no, not you, Jordan. (laughs) Not you. You were playing safety. Get back out there. Uh, No, I I think it's hilarious that I told y'all this was going to happen. Oh, everybody's been getting hurt. I mean, obviously this is most serious, but. Yeah, Devin will never walk right again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I remember when Alec was like, do you want to play flag football? I said, fuck no. Well, one, I was like, what day is it? He said, Sunday. I was like, not a chance. Not a chance. I appreciate the invite, but I got to watch I gotta watch football. And I'm not fucking tearing my Achilles. I'm not doing something. It's time for us to hang it up. It is. I, you, you're in good shape. You're training for marathons. That's straight line running. That's straight line running. It is time for us to hang it up. Yeah, but I don't ever... I'm never even close to getting hurt. Uh, we played flag the last time I played flag football. Yeah, that was before hurt. I was You've had in a chronic shape, leg but... injury for for since. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with it. You just <laughs> <laughs> you've been talking about a knee injury for four years now. Yeah, well, I haven't had much problems with my knee since I started exercising. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, that, I mean, that'll definitely use help. it or you <clears> lose it. No, it's time that everybody, 99.9% of the people listening to this right now, if you're thinking about going to play in a men's league or something, don't. Don't. Those days are long gone. They probably never were here to begin with. But if they were, they're certainly gone now. Take it from me. I used to play sports in high school. I will, I'll play pickleball. I texted you yesterday. I said, I'm down to play pickleball again. I pulled my groin playing pickleball the day before our golf tournament. We're going to get hurt. It's just going to happen. It's the way it is. We don't train like we used to. We don't. We never really hardly trained at all. We're fat and gross and out of shape, and we're not going to ever be athletically gifted ever again. Hang it up or lose your ankle. Sorry, Devin. It's time we all accept it. Face the facts, dude. Those days are long gone. We play pickleball, we play golf and pool. That's it. <laughs> Everything that requires minimal, minimal energy. We play pickleball and we get gassed. So... Um, all right, let's get into a recap of last week. I thought in college football, I thought it was about to be the week I was going to get them. I really did. I'm trying to change the momentum. I'm trying to change the, uh, the t- turn the tides a little bit. I have no luck going my way, but here I am again, positive, uh, for some reason I have high hopes. UTEP plus three and a half. Me and Nick were both on it. Uh, let me pull it up just so I have it sitting in front of me. Um, if I could even find it where it wasn't even close oh i'm on week two for some reason sorry um yeah so utep 
against New Mexico State. Yes. What fucking week are we going into? None. All right, now I got it. Yeah, twenty-eight to seven. Stood no chance. Um, I just keep going against New Mexico State when it's like I know New Mexico State well. Took them week one. I saw. I, I had high hopes on what this team could have been. It took them quite a while to get rolling, but they have been uh, as of late. They've covered at least their last three in a row. And the offense looks good, but the defense looks better. UTEP stinks. I was kind of hoping Hardison would be back. I was kind of taking that gamble a little mm-hmm. bit there. He wasn't back. Uh, but then I also had the under 48 and a half. So when UTEP only scores seven points, uh, we're going to cash that pretty much every time. Now we fast forward to Saturday. Um, no, I'm sorry, Friday. I had two ads. Two ads. If you're not following us on social media or YouTube, you need to. Uh, we will be giving out plays on there. And I said it on the episode last week that if EJ Warner was out, I was going to take SMU. I kind of took a gamble here again. I I trusted a source who said that he expected him to be out. It was before the news dropped, or at least before people caught on. I gave out SMU first half minus 10.5 and and full game minus 20.5. The first half line went to it touched 14 at one point, and the full game went to 24. So uh, SMU won 55 to nothing. They beat the dog shit out of Temple. They never, never stood a chance. Um, Then we go to... Saturday, started off with Penn State and Ohio State. <clears throat> My lock of the week was Penn State, Ohio State, under 48. This was an easy winner, 20-12. Uh, to 12. I kind of was furious with the strip sack touchdown that was called back. Let me, let me, let me backtrack. My number one takeaway is Drew Aller's just not there yet. He's not. This is a really good Ohio State defense. Jim Knowles, I've been talking about him for two years now, coming over from Oklahoma State. Typically takes you a year to get things kind of going. That Ohio State defense is going. It's very good. Penn State, Aller needs to be a little bit more mobile, uh, but his accuracy was in question big time. Clearly just not ready for that moment. I do still have high hopes for him. I think in next year and the year after, he's certainly got to keep an eye on uh, that he's going to be a good quarterback for years to come. <clears throat> Offensively, they just couldn't do anything. They wouldn't lean on the run. I don't understand. Singleton or... Kentron Allen, um, Ktron Allen, whatever his fucking first name is, neither one had double-digit carries. I don't understand. Help you, help your quarterback out. Um, but there was a strip sack. Return for a touchdown. And then a flag comes out. <clears throat> it probably was defensive holding. I didn't, I didn't think it was egregious. <clears throat> Do you know what play I'm talking about? Yeah. What'd you think? Um, I agreed with the I guess, like, from being the standpoint, if you're Penn State better, yeah, that's extremely frustrating. But I agree that it was holding, without a doubt, in my in my eyes. Yeah, I don't think he was ever going to him. It didn't look like he was looking down the left side almost entirely. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch it that closely. He could have been trying to go to Harrison, and then that could directly be the reason why he took the sack. I don't know. I felt like it was a late flag, at least on the broadcast. I mean, literally, he's in the end zone. Yeah, I think the high five and fans, um, and then the fucking thing comes up. But on the replay, the referee throws it immediately. Yeah. Regardless, I don't. I don't like Gus Johnson. Call just given Marvin Harrison Maserati Marv. (laughs) I I honestly that was a biased broadcast. Oh, it always is. Gus, you you should have heard him fucking for Colorado. He was rooting for Colorado more than Dion was. <laughs> I I don't like Gus Johnson. I think it's a I think it's all 
he's just trying to do too much. He's it's a show. It's a it's a too much theatrics, I guess. Like Marvin Harrison caught a three yard pass in the flat. He goes Maserati. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> he dropped a ball. Maserati Marv. Like, dude. Blow that candle out for me. Like Joseph. Either one of y'all. I think don't, don't, don't touch it. It's going to be hot. Just blow like, it out. Right. Yeah, lean forward. It? Lean forward. Oh, my God. It's not even my dude, birthday. Have- <laughs> 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 one more. Oh, man. That's bad still, luck for you. Still bitch. made a wish. Still made a wish. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it's a little much. <laughs> I like it. I like the way you just did it, too. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's I think like, it brings a Did spark, he just give dude. him that nickname, though? Oh, I guess. You just gave him the nickname Maserati Marv? <laughs> well, I never heard it before he started saying What if it? he doesn't like to be called Marv? Every time yeah. I hear Marv, I think of Home Alone. <laughs> Get him, Marv! <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't a fan. But uh, nonetheless, the lock cashes easily under 48 Navy plus 11 was the next play. When I say this was, dude, it's the epitome of the ball just will not bounce my way this year. This is the epitome. This sums it up. Navy's defense came to fucking play. Navy's defense showed up big time. Um, It was 0-0, and then they had what is the longest play in service academy history which was a 94-yard touchdown pass down the sideline. Um, Let's see. Sorry, I said I wasn't going to check the fucking score of the game I have going right now. I accidentally did. Um, Yeah, so then you're going back and forth. We got Navy plus 11. They won't go to the backup quarterback. They finally do for the last, like, two drives. Levitai, the senior who's been there for forever, and finally, oh, all of a sudden they can move the ball. The quarterback they had in before him is the worst quarterback I've ever seen. I've never seen somebody just relentlessly take sacks backed up against their goal line like that, not even trying to move and get the ball out. I have no And then they do the where they go hut, and then they fake like they're going to like run backwards, and then they turn around like they're trying to set up their blocks, but it's so drawn out and obvious what they're doing. He's getting fucking waylaid in the, back, in the backfield by like, like three yards behind the line. I just I don't understand um, the thought process at all. But then we still managed to look like we were going to have a miracle. Oh, there was a pick six. There was a pick six to put to put us outside of the number with like a minute, two minutes to go. Navy runs a two minute drill, goes and scores, and then for some reason, <clears throat> for some reason, they go for two. Sitting at 11, they're down 11, and they decide to go for two, which, where is the logic? Why do you go for two? Yeah, I don't know. Why do you go for two? Did you have 10 and a half and you were trying to cover? Because I had 11. All you had to do was kick the extra point. They decide to go for two to make it a nine-point game as opposed to a 10-point game. And obviously, they didn't get it. So, just a brutal, brutal... um, Brutal turn of events to turn out to get a push. Then we went on a stretch where Central Michigan minus four and a half was a bad pick. Did not show up. I'm done with the Chippewas. I'm done with McElwain. Um, Texas minus 23 and a half. This is typical fucking Texas. Typical Texas. 21 point lead 
essentially in the first quarter. It's like the first minute of the second quarter. They're up 21. They're dominating. Houston couldn't do anything. They had like five yards of offense in the first quarter. And then I don't know what happens. Yeah. Ewers ends up getting hurt, sprains his AC joint. But this game was, they were not going to, it was well obvious that they were not going to cover well before Ewers got hurt. Mm -hmm. Defense went, reverted back to the same old bullshit. This is Texas off a bye again. This is supposed to be the year that it's different for Texas. And they're the real deal this year. In years past, they come off a bye lethargic, playing like a bunch of bitches. And that's exactly what they did. They started off good. Should have just bet them first quarter. Would have been the easiest bet of all time. Um, And then Houston got all the momentum. Took it like a got a chokehold on the momentum, and Texas couldn't do anything. So they held on and won, but came nowhere near covering the twenty three and a half when you're up. I think it was twenty one nothing. It was finished thirty one twenty four, something like that. So that was frustrating. Um, Miami plus four, they got it done. They closed it out. Klubnik not good. We ended up going to overtime. Took out to the point to where there was no possible way that Clemson could cover. Um, so that was nice. Miami, Miami's defense played well. Yeah. It's exactly what I said going into it. I felt like somehow I felt like Miami's defense played well against North Carolina. They played well in this one. Clemson has some serious issues with Klubnik. I don't I don't think he's the guy. So and then my last one was Duke plus 14. Joseph was on uh the right side of this one. Uh it sounds like we both agree that this would have been different if Riley Leonard didn't get hurt. But I mean, ifs and buts, if I was on the other side, I wouldn't give a fuck. But at the end of the day, everything that I felt like Duke would have success doing, they did. And they had a chokehold on this game, too, it looked like, when they got the pick six, and then they immediately give up a kick return touchdown, which you just can't do. And then Riley Leonard hurts his ankle again. And they turn into a strictly um, run-the-football team. Florida State's loading the box. There was no threat to throw, so they go three and out every time. Defense goes back on the field relentlessly, 21 unanswered in the fourth quarter for for Florida State. And um, we lose by 18 when we had – at one point, a double-digit vic, uh, double-digit lead. I don't remember what point it was in the game, but we go five, five, and one on the week. I thought it was going to be the week we were going to get them. Twenty-five, thirty-two, and four, four pushes, four and five in my locks of the week. So we got back on track with the locks. I feel good about my lock this week. Um, see if we can kind of keep that momentum going. Uh, you had six plays. Yeah, I was on UTEP as well. Not close. Marshall plus four. Um. Yeah, I thought Marshall's defense played well. Yeah, it was. Um, Fancher had negative sixty six rushing yards because of sacks. Mm-hmm. So, kind of playing behind the chains a lot in this game. Marshall wasn't able to do hardly anything on offense. The only touchdown they scored in this game was a kickoff return. So, um, they dropped a couple of interceptions. I was keeping yeah. an eye on it, like in the red zone over yeah. the middle. Should have definitely been caught. It was like there was still a chance there if Marshall could just put one drive together and maybe backdoor, but they weren't able to put any drives together. Like I said, only touchdown was a a special teams touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, UCF nearly won this game outright. Um, They failed a two-point conversion to send it to overtime. Um, Texas Tech minus four and a half. Texas Tech turned the ball over five times against BYU a game. Another game where BYU was outgained and the final score. Are you throwing in the towel on Texas Tech? Um, I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. Texas, we talked about it. Texas minus 23. Uh, Houston fights back. Houston has a lot, found a lot of success throwing the ball later on in this game. And then Georgia State plus three. This one 
kind of became a sweat because Granger got knocked out with a concussion. Oh, did um, he really? And I had a kind of sweat. The backup was able to put one drive together and score a touchdown, but uh, we kind of had to hold our breath there at the end. Yeah. But interception in the end zone for the win. Really? So you go two and four on the week. That brings you to 20, 24, and two, five and four in your locks of the week. There's no question that we need to do better. Yeah. Is this going to be the week? Yeah, I think so. Joseph, you went three and oh. Yes. Uh, you talked about two of them, the under 48 in Penn State and Ohio <clears throat> State. We were thinking alike in that aspect. Uh, that one hit with ease. Uh, my lock hit with ease. UCLA minus 17. This, yeah, they beat the shit out of they them. They beat the shit out of them. This this line wasn't where it should have been. Um, UCLA went to a different quarterback. Yeah, Garbers. Looked very good. He's much better. Oh, yeah. The other dude sucks. Dante Green. Yeah, he, Dante, Dante Moore. Moore, yeah. Moore. Dante Moore, whatever. Uh, he's a freshman. Yeah. Dante Moore? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, boy, he sucks. Well, there was there was a speculation. They were saying that they were giving him like a lot of leniency because they're afraid with the transfer portal mm. that if he doesn't get playing time, he will leave. Yeah, well, fuck him. Garbers look better. I don't know what your Garbers is. Yeah, he looked much better. And uh, then, and then you had uh, Florida State. And then yeah, you talked about that. I was just on the right side <clears> of that one. So. Um, What's your overall record? Uh, that brings me so overall the three and zero brings me to nineteen and eleven, and in my locks, um, getting closer to five hundred at four and five. Okay, all right, there you go. Um, this is <clears throat> hopefully the week. I, I, I'm I'm hoping that this is going to be the week. At some point, it's got to be. Um, dude, I got to stop looking at this score. I have a game in play currently. Liberty Western Kentucky under 61 and a half. All right. Does anybody have Wednesday? No. Mm. <laughs> uh, part of me wants to take FIU with the points at home. I don't currently have anything. Maybe I add it. Who knows? Currently, I have nothing. Uh, do you have anything, Joseph? No. What about Thursday? Nope. What about you? No, I was looking at the Georgia State-Georgia Southern game. I, I don't know about Granger. I don't know his mm-hmm. status. You probably won't know anything until Thursday. Yeah. All right, well, I do have a play for Thursday. Um, Syracuse and Virginia Tech. The line currently sits at Tech minus three over under 47. I looked at this one for quite a while. Uh, it essentially boils down for me, will Syracuse be able to take advantage of a porous Virginia Tech run defense? And stay ahead of schedule. They have a hunt. Uh, Virginia Tech's 103rd in the nation in rushing defense. Or what's that fucking noise? It's a helicopter. Jesus, man. Good thing we live here and not somewhere else. <laughs> All right, let me run that back. Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Biggest question for me is Syracuse going to be able to take advantage of a porous Virginia Tech rushing defense, 103rd in the nation, or will Tech load the box and force Schrader to attack their eighth eighth ranked passing defense? Their secondary is very good. They struggle to stop the run. Q started this season 4-0 and and has since lost three straight. They're about to play their third consecutive road game. They've scored 10 total points in their last two games against two defenses, both outside of the top 50. I'm going to take Virginia Tech, a much different team at home. They're going to be playing inner Sandman, 75,000 fans, 65,000 fans going crazy. I'm going to take them first half, though, minus a half point. I'm going to kind of, hopefully, they ride the energy, don't, 
I'm trying to get in and get out before Syracuse rushing attack and wear down the defense. Uh, Kyron Drones stepped in for Grant Wells, who got hurt for, I think, the entire season. Um, he looks good. Six touchdowns, one interception. He The biggest thing is he takes care of the football. He, I haven't. I went back and watched a good bit, and it doesn't look like he's really putting the ball up for grabs too much. Uh, he can run a little bit, dual threat ability. Syracuse's defense has got pushed around in the trenches uh, their last two games. And then, I mean, offensively, contain Schrader in the pocket. They don't really have the weapons on the outside. Virginia Tech does have a couple guys. They have a couple capable running backs. I'm hoping we can ride the energy of this one and uh, try to try to steal a win on a Thursday. I'm going to take Virginia Tech minus a half point in the first half. Do you have anything for Friday? No. What's that full game line? Three. Okay. I thought about that as well, but I mean, I don't know. This will be one of those where like they win by twenty, but they were tied at halftime. Um, but yeah, three points. Gotcha. Well, I have Friday as well. Florida Atlantic and Charlotte, a standalone game on a Friday. Right to it. I'm going to take the under. I nearly took the 49ers with the points. I just can't trust the offense, but defensively, Charlotte's not half bad. FAU's not the high-powered offense of old. They've failed to score more than two touchdowns in five of their seven games. I do have question marks by Charlotte plus five. Looks like the line's come down, actually, since then. Uh, I'm going to take the under 41 and a half. With the line coming down, clearly people are backing Charlotte. There's no way you back Charlotte without backing that defense. Their offense is horrific. So the defense has got to lock in under 41 and a half. We will look ahead to Saturday. Um, you can go ahead. What's your first one? My first play is a 2.30 kickoff. BYU at number seven, Texas. Texas is 17.5 point favorites. The over-under is 50 points. BYU was outgained again last week against Texas Tech, but they won the turnover battle 5-0. to zero. Um, BYU now ranks 117th in the nation in yards per play, and somehow they're still 5-2. and two. Um, Even with Ewers out, I think Texas still has a tremendous advantage here. They run the ball well enough to take advantage of BYU's poor run defense. Texas's defense against the pass last week struggled a little bit. But I think they bounce back against a BYU team whose passing offense ranks 94th in the nation. So I'm going to lay the points again with Texas. Texas minus 17.5 at home this time. Okay. Yeah, I looked at it. These motherfuckers. Um, all right. I am going to take my first one on Saturday is going to be um, UMass and Army. So I've been keeping a close eye on the – I don't know why my connection's going down – I've been keeping a close eye on the service academies as of late. Obviously, we're on Navy and uh, Navy and Air Force last week in that game, and then LSU just played Army. They're taking on UMass. UMass is allowing 225 rushing yards per game. UMass is not good at football. They're one and seven. Army's two and five. They have some winnable games ahead on the schedule. If they want to try to make a bowl game, you got to go out and handle business in this one. There's possibly weather in the forecast, um, and Army should be getting their starting quarterback back. That has been out for uh, – Bryson Daly's been out for the last two games. I'm going to take Army minus nine and a half. Um, I don't know. I mean, with the if, you rush, if you're giving up 225 rushing yards a game and now you got to play Army, any of the service academies, um, I'm going to go ahead and – I'm gonna I'm gonna back Army here minus nine and a half. What is your first one for uh, Saturday, Joseph? 
I'm also on two thirty games. I'm on three of them, but uh, for the first one, I'll go with um, Virginia at Miami. I'm going to take the Hurricanes minus eighteen. Um, from what I've seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've seen that Van Dyke is expected to be back here. Uh, Virginia's coming off a high last week with the biggest upset. Um, might even say the whole year. Mm. Not off the top of my head, at least. Maybe we could find one, but that was a huge upset. Colorado upset TCU. I would probably say that one was. But yeah, yeah I like mean, a twenty-one point spread. Yeah. What, um, what was uh, what was it was? They just upset North Carolina, right? Yeah. What was the spread on it? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know I what don't it was remember. exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was a big upset. Nobody thought that that was. Nobody yeah, saw for that sure. coming. Um, but for yeah, sure. it's in the conversation for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a huge. Huge upset last week. I think they're going to be coming off a high and a little bit of a letdown spot. I mean, you're not favored, so I, I don't know if you could say letdown spot, but they could come back to earth here against a good, like you mentioned already, a good Miami defense, especially against the run, ranking seventh in the country, giving up only 2.7 yards per carry. And that doesn't bode well for a Virginia team that does not run the ball, averaging only three yards a carry. So I see a tough time for the Cavaliers to get it going on offense, and I think uh, the Hurricanes can get it right. Okay. With uh, Van Dyke back under center. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, is Virginia going to be up for this game? After They probably partied like fucking crazy after just knocking off North Carolina. Um, I feel like I've had a, cu- a good amount of games like that mm-hmm. this week. I mean, this year. What uh, What's your next one for Saturday? Um, Number eight, Oregon. Laying six and a half on the road against number 13, Utah. The over-under is 49. Oregon ranks three in the nation in yards per play. Utah ranks 102nd. Oregon's defense ranks 23rd in the nation in yards per play allowed. Utah's defense is also pretty good as well, ranking 36th in the nation in that category. Last week, um, Utah did a good job defending Caleb Williams, but they gave up 6.3 yards per carry, 3.7 line yards per rush against USC. I think Utah is going to be outmatched here in the trenches, so I'm willing to to lay 6.5 on the row with Oregon here. Um, the rumors... I mean, well, my speculation that Cam Rising wasn't going to return this year is true. Yes. Um, that came out last week. So I'm going to lay six and a half with Oregon. I'm on him as well. Okay. I am yeah. as well. Oh, nice. Yep. There you go. That's the first real consensus this year. Yes. Yes, no ad. And I have everything you just said. I basically agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I'll just say what I wrote down. But, yeah, I mean, that it. that's essentially what it boils down to is – like, yes, Utah just won 34-32 against USC. That's a pretty big upset win on the road. Um, you could kind of classify that as a letdown spot, I would say. That's yeah. a huge win against yeah. USC. And the way they did it coming down to the wire at the very end, Oregon's season is still – that's what I have. Oregon's season's still right in front of them. You just saw Washington with a banged-up Penix nearly lose. If Oregon runs the table, wins the Pac-12 championship, they're back in the playoff. More than likely. I don't see any other path that they wouldn't be because Ohio State and Michigan got to play each other and, and yada, yada. So Utah's defense is good. It's not like you just said. that USC was able to run the ball all over them. The problem was that USC couldn't allow a very subpar underperforming Utah offense, only averaging 345 yards per game, 161 passing yards per game. They couldn't stop them. They allowed them to score 34 points. So – I'm back in Oregon as well. Um, they're still struggling to move the chains on third down. Oregon go out and handle business. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we may be talking about Oregon 
in a month from a couple months from now and playing in the college football playoff. So I think it's a good spot for Oregon. They it after the the tough late heartbreaking loss against Washington, they came out and handled business against Washington State. Didn't fall didn't fall into the trap there. I'm gonna take Bonix playing good on the road. Yeah. Bonix has been playing good on the road all year. So I'm taking Oregon as well, minus six and a half. So all three of us are on it. Yes. All righty. Um I I think I only have my lock left, and it doesn't feel good. I feel like I need like I need more. <laughs> How many more do you have before your lock? Uh, one more. Before, before your lock, yeah. How am I done before y'all? Well, because you had you had all the Wednesday early game. Yeah. Thursday yeah. game. Um, what are your thoughts on Tennessee and Kentucky? Are you on it? No. Where's it being played? In Kentucky. In Kentucky. What side would you lean? I really don't. I don't know. <laughs> That's a, it's a tough one. I didn't think. Um, well, Tennessee. I because I fucking was watching Alabama and Tennessee while fucking Texas was getting letting mm-hmm. Houston get back into the game. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wasn't even paying attention to the Texas game at that point. But <clears throat> um, Tennessee looked okay for a while. Um, yeah, they broke down in the second half. Yeah. I kind of want to lay the points with the volunteers. Yeah. I really do. Um, if you stop the run, Tennessee's defensive line's good. Yeah. It's actually really good. Yeah. So if you can stop the run against Kentucky, life becomes tough. Devin Leary's not exactly lighting it up. I know he's got a decent touchdown to interception ratio, but they're only they're averaging less than 200 passing yards a game. Tennessee's balanced on offense. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Tennessee minus three and a half. I might regret it. We'll, 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 we'll uh, kind of harken back to this next uh next week see if it was a mistake but kentucky just got beat 38 to 21 against mizzou at home so leary threw two picks let's see what they rush for they had 179 yards rushing against a, a lesser defense obviously but um yeah they allowed mizzou to score 38 points i'm taking tennessee with the points minus three and a half uh joseph what wait you have one more you said yeah go ahead sorry um UL at South Alabama. South Alabama is 10-point favorites. The over-under is now sitting at, I think, 55. So we've seen that climb a little bit. Um, South Alabama's a, a good team, a balanced team, ranking 27th in the nation in yards per play and 20th in the nation in yards per play allowed. UL's defense here is the big concern for them. They rank 86th in the nation in opponents' points per play. Um, I'm going to lay 10 with South Alabama here. Okay. At first, I was initially going to shoot at the over, um, partially because UL's defense gives up some points, and then UL's offense isn't bad, um, but we saw them struggle a little bit last week against Georgia State. Now that that number's jumped up, I'm just going to go ahead and lay the points with South Alabama. Okay. Yeah, I don't dislike it. Um, Joseph, what is your final one before you lock? Um. <clears throat> we touched on his team a little bit with my recap. I'm going back to him. Same spread. Colorado at UCLA. I'm going to lay the 17 again here with UCLA. Um, we, we know Colorado. They are dead last in the country in total defense, giving up 6.2 yards per play and nearly 500 yards per game. Uh, and like we just talked about, I like the way Garbers looked last week against another weak defense in Stanford. He showed good poise in the pocket. He was able to scramble. 
He made throws on the run. He was able to run the ball, which only adds on to their great ground game as it is with Carson Steele and TJ Harden. This is a tough task for Colorado's defense. I will say it's a tougher task for UCLA's defense than last week as well with with Shador Sanders and company uh, offensively, but I think they can get enough stops again in this one to win by 17. Yeah, the only thing that would worry me there is that, which I don't know nothing nothing this year, but Colorado is coming off a bye. Um, Yeah. So they've had plenty of time to plan. Um, So that's what I was going to ask too. Do y'all think that might be one of the reasons? Or is it just because it's it's Colorado and Dion? A lot of the public is on Colorado in this one. Which it's like you just seen you just seen them lose to Stanford. I mean they can the score. Comeback. They can score. Yeah, U, UCLA's defense is pretty good though. Um, no, it is. Yeah, they, it, are they definitely going to go to garbage? <clears throat> you think? Oh, without I'd be question. Very he was ben, he started the season and then got benched yes. in favor of the dude, other. That guy. other dude's yes. been playing like yes. dog yeah. shit. Yeah. He threw the pick six against Utah. They lost fourteen to seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they nearly lost to Washington State. I'd be very surprised if they don't go with Garbers. No, there's no way. There's no way they don't go to Garbers. But, I mean, do you think that could be a reason why? Or is it just because it's Colorado, it's, you know, Dion, it's the popular pick? Because what do you you see? I mean, UCLA looked great last week. Garbers looked good. And then you got Colorado who just lost in overtime to Stanford. Yeah, but it's all about, like, like I said, I mean, Colorado's coming off of a bye. Yeah. They can score. It's a lot of points. And they've proven that they can score. You've got... I mean, if they go to more, that's a whole different story. I don't think that they will. Um, Garbers did look great, but it is against Stanford. Um, it's like they obviously they benched him for a reason and went with yeah. more. I don't know. It's a, it's a good bit of points. Um, I certainly wouldn't. I, I'm not going to be on the Buffalo money. I'm not going to back Colorado. Yeah. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's kind of – I saw that game. I, I would lean UCLA, but I don't know. It's an extended bye, too. I think they lost that game on a Friday, so they had a, one extra day. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, this is yeah, one, I mean, one that I thought about for a while. It was one of those ones where you're like – Then you know they're a team without a lot yeah, of depth if the guys the are a little bit more healthy now. Yeah, I definitely. Just, after going through those, tough I couldn't games. find a reason. I sat there and thought yeah. about it, second guessed myself. I just couldn't find a reason not to take the Bruins here. Well, it's also Dion's first year at Colorado. We don't necessarily know how he responds off the bye weeks. What if they schemed it up fucking perfect? Like, there's just there's True. some unknown there. Yeah. Um, but no, at the end of the day, when it all boil, what it all boils down to is UCLA should dominate the trenches like every team has dominated the trenches. It's just going to be. How much success does Colorado have on UCLA offensively? Yeah. Because Colorado, yeah. I mean, because UCLA does want to run the ball. They want to establish the run. If Colorado goes out and scores to open the game and gets a stop, mm-hmm. then it's like okay, well, yeah, you'll know quick. You get if you get down ten points or something like that. Now you got to kind of go against away from what you want to do. Um, but no, they should they should cover it. But also the back door is open in these type of games. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, now that we've got this the discourse on it and talking about it. Um, We'll be able to kind of refer back, see where our thoughts were, and um, how this one plays out. You have that pulled up, or did you just now? Colorado and yeah, yeah, it's at seventeen, right? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, because I saw it moving a good bit. Yeah. Um. All right. All I have left is my lock. You as well. Yep. Everybody, yep. who went first? Did I go first on locks last week? I think I did. You did. You positive? Yeah. 
Okay. Almost positive. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no, I think you did. Okay, because we got to keep it consistent. <laughs> All right, most important bets of the week are locks of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need. Come on, come on. Yes! <laughs> when they win, they go fucking crazy. I'm going to Marshall laying three and a half on the road against Coastal Carolina. The over under is sitting at 45 points. Coastal has struggled establishing the run this year. They're getting stuffed on 23% of their runs. They rank 80th in the nation in yards per carry average and only 3.8 yards per carry. Defensively, they rank 110 in the nation in yards per play allowed. Marshall has lost three games in a row now against NC State, Georgia State, and James Madison, two of the top Sunbelt teams. I don't think Coastal's in that tier anymore. They've taken a step down. I think I still think Marshall's a good team, even though they've lost three in a row. One last key statistic, Coastal ranks 117 in the nation in sacks per game. That was a big problem last week against James Madison for Marshall. I don't think that's going to be a problem this week, so we're going to lay the three and a half with Marshall for the lock of the week. Okay. Alrighty, for my lock of the week, I've been on the wrong side of this team pretty much every step of the way this year, but that changes now. I'm going to Notre Dame, a team that has badly needed a bye week after having the eighth toughest schedule coming off the destruction of USC. I think we see a fresh, rejuvenated Notre Dame team taking on Pitt on their second back-to-back road game in a hostile environment. Pitt hasn't won a road game and is losing them by an average of 10-plus points, and that was against Wake, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia. Now it's a big step up in competition Offense is going to be extremely hard to come by for Pitt. Djokovic has been benched. The backup's not good. I don't understand. I don't. I think Notre Dame's going to run him out of the building here. I'm taking Notre Dame minus 19 and a half as my lock of the week. Damn. Damn. Is that yours as well? No, but you remember what I was telling you when we played pool? Hmm. I just, I could not pull the trigger because I felt like I had too many favorites. That was, that was one that I, I liked, but well, I already my, had three favorites. And It's my journey this week. Yeah. I got four favorites. brother. You do? Yeah. Yeah, that's what, when you said that, it's not so much about being on favorites. It's about, like I said, it's more road favorites. Yeah, gotta, I get more gotta, nervous if, like, all my bets are road teams. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. wasn't fucking paying attention yeah. or something. Yeah, true, true. And and just, it's different spots, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that one. I like I like Notre Dame in that one, too. Yeah, they. I mean, they better come out and handle business. They have to. Yeah. They finally get the bye week that they needed. And, uh, yeah, 19 and a half, I think it should be. It should, this should be more like 24. Yeah. All right, what is your lock of the week? Uh, for my lock, uh, kind of a boring one here, I'm going to go to Purdue at Nebraska in Lincoln. I'm going to go under 39 and a half. Um, this is a weather one for me. Uh, there was a quick weather turnaround in Lincoln this week as opposed to last week in their 17 to 9 victory over Northwestern where there were sunny skies and it was in the 70s. It was good weather. Uh, this week's game is expected to be in the low 40s, going to be a cold one with a 50 to 70% chance of rain and scattered winds throughout. Um, so I think points could be hard to come by here for Purdue in this one against a pretty stout defensive front for Nebraska. Nebraska ranking fourth in rushing defense, giving up only 2.3 yards per carry. And they're also eighth in the country in team sacks, averaging three and a half per game. So I see that front. 
getting the card, uh, stuffing the run, getting some tackles for loss. Um, I don't see Purdue getting the ground game going, which is going to make it even harder on card to open up the passing game. So I think points will be hard to come by. I'm going to take the under 39 and a half. Okay. All right, to recap, I am taking Thursday, Virginia Tech, minus a half point in the first half. Friday, the under 41 and a half in FAU versus Charlotte. Taking Army, minus nine and a half. Oregon, minus six and a half. Tennessee, minus three and a half. And my lock of the week is Notre Dame, minus 19 and a half. I'm on Texas, minus 17 and a half. Oregon, minus six and a half. South Alabama, minus 10. And Marshall, minus three and a half for the lock of the week. Uh, I'm on Virginia at Miami. I'm taking the Hurricanes, minus 18. Uh, I'm also on Oregon, minus six and a half on the road against Utah. I'm taking UCLA, minus 17. And for my lock of the week, I'm taking the under 39 and a half in the Purdue and Nebraska game. All righty. There you go. That is our best bets of the week for college football. We now turn our attention to the NFL. And it was a tough week in the NFL, at least for me. Um, to, to recap real quick, started off with a winner. Saints and Jags over 39. Hit with relative ease. That was the only winner we had all week. Bucks minus two and a half. It was there for the taking. They didn't take it. Dolphins plus two was a weird game, but the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill drops two touchdowns. Uh, one was a guaranteed walk-in touchdown. Uh, could have been a different game. Their defense is just not very good. Green Bay, Denver over 45 and a half was a horrific bet. Uh, at least in the first half, it stood no chance. And then they kind of started putting things together a little bit. If we could have got one more touchdown drive, we could have made things interesting there. And then Browns minus two got burned by a two point conversion. Again, Deshaun Watson gets hurt uh, more quarterback injury misfortune. Uh, the Browns lead a two minute drill touchdown or not even no, it was late game uh Multiple bad calls to even give us a chance. It was great. They Three consecutive times they tried to throw it, didn't get it. They run it on fourth down. Kareem Hunt gets in. They're up one. They go for the two-point conversion. They don't get it. Um, so just like Navy plus 11, the Browns minus two uh, does not hit due to a missed two-point conversion. So we go one and four on the week. Brings me to 14 and 20, two and five in my locks of the week. We've been extremely slacking uh, in the NFL. It's time to turn the time to fucking turn the ship around. Starting, starting now. So, uh, you went one and two. Yeah, we, me and Joseph were on the Saints minus one. We talked about it. The Buccaneers minus two and a half. We were gifted the damn touchback. Desmond Ritter fumbles the ball just short of the goal line into the end zone. Uh, that would have put the Falcons up by two scores. Um, and then. The Buccaneers take that drive, get down to the end zone, um, but aren't able to punch it in, have to settle for a field goal. And then, of course, uh, they kick a coup. He makes them all the time. Every time. Oh, so annoying. Every time. It's like, without a doubt, I know this what is going to be a What a play by I was literally talking to somebody on the headset, and I was like, he never fucking yeah. misses. I was yep. saying it exactly like that. No, he's incredible. What a play by Winfield, though, to give you all a chance. Like that, that touchback. Yeah. That was a really good play. What do we and then where, where he punched it out oh, of the Yeah, yeah. Like he was well, we just nearly short. had another one with the Drake London reach. Yeah. I thought that was gonna be one itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um all right, what and then I had the Bronco uh Broncos plus oh, one for the lock of the week. Yeah. So you hit the most important one. 
Um, so you go one and two. That's 14 and 11, three and four in your locks of the week. Uh, Joseph, what was your record? One and three. Another bad – back to the bad weeks after two uh, two winning weeks in a row. God, um, yeah, so we all did fucking yeah, we trash. Did yep. Uh, we talked about it. Saints minus one. Saints suck. Just over and under if they're ever on Thursday Night Football. I'm not taking them again. Uh, I was on the right side of the Dolphins at the Eagles. I had the Eagles minus two and a half, but I also took the over 52 and a half. We were six yards away, although you can't bank on that in the, in the late – you know, garbage time. They're just going to nail the ball out, so that kind of sucked. And then um, another one, my lock sucked last night. 49ers at Vikings. I was on the Niners minus seven. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they turned it around quick. I was impressed with the with the Vikings offensively. I thought Cousins did a great job. He hung in the pocket all game, making really good throws. Jordan Addison is, is proving himself. He's going to be a good receiver in this league. He already is. Um, just missed opportunities for the 49ers that McCaffrey fumbles the ball on a touchdown drive uh, to open the game up. That kind of switched the momentum from there. I didn't feel good about it. So yeah. tough week, one and three. Uh, that brings me to 10 and 19 overall in the NFL and two and four in my locks. Okay. All right, we look ahead to this week uh, for the NFL. Buccaneers and Bills on Thursday. Buffalo's eight and a half point favorites over under sits at 42 and a half. Who feels good? I'm sorry. Two and five in my locks. My bad. Okay. I don't feel that good. Yeah, but, but I don't I don't I, think I don't we felt good on any Thursday game. No, I like this yeah. one better than the most of the ones this year. Which way are you going? Me? Yeah. Uh Bills minus eight and a half. I had it it was at seven and a half yesterday, but I've seen it moved up to eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, it grew quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, they just they just came off a tough, tough, tough divisional loss to a bad Patriots team, although we know that defense shows up at home uh, with Belichick. But I, th- I think this is a bounce-back bounce spot for them. You could say the same about the Bucks, but <laughs> I trust Josh Allen over Baker Mayfield in this one. That's what it comes down to for me. Um, if you got two good defense going against each other, I'm, I'm taking Josh Allen to move the ball and score points in, in that battle any day. So I- I'm going to back the Bills in this one. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to take the Buccaneers plus That's eight the and side half. I was leaning. It's a lot of points. Um, Bucks defense is good. Josh Allen turns the fucking ball over a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot. A lot. Um, like the most in the league in the last three years. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty Jeez. certain. I think he's accounted for the most touchdowns and the most turnovers. That's crazy is that. Um. The problem with the Bucs is they can't fucking run the ball. But their defense is playing great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They've been getting uh, Rashad White involved in the uh, passing game a little bit. And yeah, Mike Evans. Mike Evans still looks good. That helping deep out touchdown. a little bit. The Bills are banged up in the, on defense as well, though. Yeah, Where's Milano? Is he back? No, he's out for the season, I'm pretty Did sure. Did he get season ending? Yeah. Um, obviously, we know Tredavious yeah, White, Tredavious yeah. White's out. Uh, their safeties have been banged up. Um. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to do it, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's a tough one either way. I was considering the under too, but um, what's that at? Forty two and a half. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah. Uh. I, yeah. I'm gonna take the Bucks. Plus eight and a half. It's okay. a lot of points. Back door will be open at the very least. Um. 
All right, we look ahead to Sunday. I'm going to take the Packers at home. What are your thoughts on that? And a pick them. Um, yeah. I would probably lean the Packers. I'm not sure about the Vikings, you know. Yeah, me neither. And I, I think I could see people jumping on them because they just beat the Niners. But, I mean, mm-hmm. there's question marks with the Niners. They had a lot of injuries. Um, the Vikings defense is still not good. I mean, the Niners should have been able to expo- exploit it a little bit more. Um, I don't know how many sacks Minnesota finished with, but, I mean, when you when you banged up on the offensive line, it makes things a little bit more difficult. I'm going to take the Packers at home. Vikings yeah. Vikings play in the Dome. They want to they wanna be on turf field running fast with the receivers and all of that. It's going to be a little bit more difficult out here. Let's grow the grass a little bit longer, um, make life a little bit more difficult. Pound the rock with A.J. Dillon, um, Aaron Jones. And let's see if Jordan Love can get a win at home. Packers and a pick em. What is your first one for Sunday? I'm going to go to um, Jacksonville, minus 2.5 on the road against Pittsburgh. The over-under is 41.5. Um, usually I always take the Pittsburgh unders, but here I'm going to go over 41.5 for this game. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you? Why do you feel? Cause well, because what I'm considering Jacksonville with the points. Yeah, I was too, but it's like I say considering I'm taking Jacksonville with the points, <laughs> but I have it down on my card. That's what I had. Then I scratched it out and said I'm gonna take the over. I feel like I feel like their defense, although it's good, it's not it's not as good as I thought it was. Them being Jacksonville, yeah. I think they're playing. Yes. But I think they're starting to play their best football at the right time. Um, I mean, they're on a four-game win streak. Obviously, they got the two wins across the pond, but they got a good win against a scrappy Colts team, and then obviously they beat us. It was kind of a tale of two halves. Um, They were definitely more in control in the beginning. The fucking – I don't know, dude. The Steelers just – it is a struggle to put points on the board. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with, like, on paper, you would expect Jacksonville's defense to be a little bit better than it is. It's not a uh, – I don't know. I'm taking Jacksonville. I mean, we they get 27 to us. Yeah. Could have been 34 going mm-hmm. to overtime. If Foster Moreau doesn't slow down in, in the break of his route a little bit, that would have been a more catchable ball. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think this is a, a little bit too low. Yeah, I think ETN's playing great. I think um, they have a ton of weapons on the outside. Trevor Lawrence is, I think, settling in a little bit more this season. Like I said, I mean, they've gone 23, 25, 37, 31. So they're on a good stretch of scoring. Um, I'm expecting Jacksonville to be able to find the end zone a little bit in this one. So uh, hopefully they find it a lot, and then the Steelers can find it a couple times. Uh, A couple really good throws for Kenny Pickett to pad his uh, Pro Bowl campaign. Anthony Richardson done for the season. Yeah. Mm. Back to back years. <laughs> Matt Corral, Richardson. Yeah. Not good. Uh, shit. Not good. Hannon Hilker, though, is just uh, in the wings, learning the position, getting ready to take the league by storm. What is your first one for Sunday, Joseph? Um, Eagles at Commanders. I'm going right back to the Eagles here. Um, last week, we saw them bounce back nicely against Miami, uh, getting it together on offense after being held in check the week before by the Jets. Uh, I like that to continue here in this one, even on the road. 
um, against the Commanders team who we just saw lose 14-7 to to the Giants. Uh, granted, that was on the road for them as well. But uh, I like the Eagle, Eagles to continue rolling here, minus 6.5. We think completely opposite in the NFL. <laughs> I, I'm not on it, I but mean, I was 10 and 19. I, I, I was strongly considering something. the commanders here. I was interested to see if you were going to be on it. Are you on it? No. It's a divisional matchup. That's the only thing for me. Uh, going on the road, laying nearly a touchdown in a divisional matchup is never easy. So um, I won't do it, but. And I, they already played, correct? Isn't this the one that the Commanders played tough the whole game? They were up like 17-10 at half, and then the Eagles won by a touchdown in overtime, I believe? Uh, Yes, 34-31. to 31. Or by a field goal? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're. I mean, you have a point here. They, they played them tough. Well, these teams just time. know each other. It's yeah. like the Falcons. The Falcons know us. We, we, you, you know your divisional opponents better than anybody else, so they're typically closer games. Um, all right, I'm going to go to... How many total do you have? I have one. Um, just my lock left. God bless. I have one more <laughs> in my lock. I it's am. Slim Pickens in the NFL. <laughs> no, it is. That chair is killing me. <laughs> I. I want to take the Broncos plus eight at home so bad. I'm gonna do it. Um. I mean, we just watched them play him close. Offensively. Chiefs look like they fucking woke up uh, last week, which was great for your fantasy team. Um, <laughs> but the Chargers' defense is not good. Neither is the Broncos, but they just played in a 19-8 game. Granted, it was on a Thursday, uh, so short turnaround. But I don't know. That's about all I got. It's a <laughs> lot of points for a home dog in the NFL and a team that you just showed that you can contain a little bit. Let's fucking kneecap Travis Kelsey. Let's try that on for size <laughs> and see how much that offense moves the chains. I'm going to take the Broncos plus eight at home. Um, Joseph, how many more do you have before your lock? I just have one more. Okay. My lock. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons at the Titans. I'm going to take the Titans plus two and a half. Getting the points at home. Um, the Falcons, they, they, they're coming off a, a solid win, although that could have easily been a loss um, against the tough bucks D last week. And, uh, I think they're going to have another challenge here with that front in Tennessee. Uh, Ritter doesn't do much for me. The Titans are going to have to slow down the run game. Uh, I think Bijan will probably be back, considering he was just he just had an illness. He goddamn better be. Yeah, yeah. that sucked. Yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, well, I have them in two other leagues. Yeah, me too. And yeah. it, I fucking lost by 13 in one of them. And this is like a league where yep. 20 points for the running back is like easy money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think that front will have will have success against this uh, Atlanta running game, where they they have somewhat success on offense, um, and and I like them to do so and make life difficult on Ritter trying to get rid of the ball in the pocket. He'll have to use his legs, and Tennessee knows that. I think they'll be able to stop that and get Henry going on offense. So I'm gonna take uh, the Titans plus two and a half at home. <laughs> we, we think opposites i'm on the falcons i got it minus one i said there's a two available today so i'll take minus two um the titans are kind of in a fire sale and i think it's about to pick up even more kevin byard they just gave him to philly for nothing mm-hmm. their best safety best guy oh, in the secondary yeah, gave, gave him to philly for that. nothing uh derrick henry's rumored to potentially be on the move as well uh buffalo maybe clearing space for him people are speculating 
I'm taking the Falcons. Uh, they're, they were the best team rushing the football last year. Um, if you're getting rid of old vets, like Kevin Byard, possibly Derrick Henry, Jeffrey Simmons might be on that fucking list. Um, the Titans don't, they're not in win mode at all. So Falcons are four and three and they're very much in the mix and our shit ass division and are currently in the playoff picture. So Bijan will be back. They have young weapons. They just have a trash quarterback and an idiot for a head coach. Fucking fat piece of shit with Lent in his belly button. I guarantee it. Um, I'm taking the Falcons minus two um, on the road. Run game travels, um, and the Titans are fucking getting rid of their players. So I have. What do you thought about the Patriots? <laughs> Plus ten. You think they're back? Fuck no. But I think <laughs> I think Belichick knows how to scheme. Yeah, for, they did scheme well in the first matchup. They always typically scheme, yeah. scheme pretty well. Um, and, I mean, they're definitely not coming in this week like, oh, we fucking suck. Like, they have a little bit of high hopes yeah. after last week. You just beat the Bills. That was in Buffalo, though, right? Or was that in, in Foxborough? Uh, I don't recall. It was at home for, for the Patriots. So now they're going on the road. So it's not the second back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, this Dolphins defense is not good. I don't know. I'm, I'll hold off on that. I really want to. It feels like too many, but it also almost feels like too obvious. I don't know. All I have left is my lock. You as well? Yep. Alrighty. Our most important bets of the week for the NFL. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need come on, come on. Yes! <laughs> when they win, they go fucking crazy. All right, for my lock of the week in the NFL, I am going to the Los Angeles Rams versus the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to lay the six and a half at home with the Cowboys. It's it's time. It's time. They got a good win against the Chargers, but the offense still looked mediocre. The Rams have impressed me this year. I feel like they've played well above expectation. Kyron Williams is on IR. They're leaning on Daryl Williams and, and whoever whoever the other running back is. Nobody gives a shit. The defense should be able to get off. If they can't establish the run, it's going to make Stafford's life difficult. This offense for Dallas has to get clicking. 20 points against the Chargers on the road on a turf field where it's easy to put points up. Not going to get it done. Now you're back home after a West Coast road trip. Get back home, put some points on the board, beat the dog shit out of the Rams, and uh, let's cash a lock in the NFL. Got to get back on track. Who is the other running back? It was a notable former college running back. Royce Freeman, Zach Evans, and Daryl Henderson. Zach, Zach Evans went to Northwestern, okay. right? No, he went to um, Ole Miss, and then before that, he played for for uh, who? Shit, who did he play for? Well, Zach Evans didn't have a carry. Yeah, they didn't even play him. They were going to throughout the week, and then they decided to go with Daryl Henderson and uh, Royce Freeman. He might have. Um... Shit, I can't remember who he played for before he transferred to Ole Miss. Yeah, he did go to Ole Miss. Who am I thinking of? That's not even the guy that I was thinking Might of. Might have been TCU. He, he Ronnie Rivers? No. <laughs> Ronnie Rivers went to fucking Fresno. Oh, I thought you meant who are you thinking of for the Rams running back? No, no. Uh, a guy that went to uh, um, Northwestern. He was a good running back. White guy? I think it was Zach. No. I think it was something Zach. Oh, I don't know. All right, go ahead. What is your lock of the week? Kansas City minus eight at Denver. Damn, them boys is cooking. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking the Broncos. Are you really? Uh, five point 
5.0 yards per carry two weeks ago against the Chiefs, 5.8 yards per carry last week against Green Bay. There's no secret what you have to do against Kansas City and the Chiefs. It's um, it's run the ball to keep, to keep it out of Mahomes' hands. The defense is playing a little bit better, but I think eight is too many points for the Broncos at home. So I'm going to take Broncos plus eight. Big time missed field goal. <laughs> Big time missed field goal. All right, Joseph, what is your lock of the week for the NFL? Man, I just – I can't – I'm 10 and 19. You're taking the Chiefs? No, it's oh, just – uh, well, no, it's, it's kind of what I am taking. It, it's the opposite of him. It's kind of against what you were thinking in it. And I, I just can't get on the same page with you guys any week. I just can't. I don't know why. I'm not seeing the board good, but – I mean, neither I'm am hoping, I. <laughs> I'm hoping this changes here. Um, I'm going with another bad weather one. It's the Jags and the Steelers. From what I've seen – um, it's a 60% chance of rain. I'm going to go with the under 41 and a half in this one. The Steelers defense is back at home where you touched on. We know they tend to show up every time they get back at home. TJ Watt and this front should be able to slow down ETN. Who's been carrying the ball very well and get pressure on Lawrence. Um, offensively, they did play better last week. One of their better games of the year, uh, against the Rams beating them 24 to 17, but with the weather, I can see those kind of, uh, I guess you could call it inconsistencies that we've seen from Pickett this year come back against a pretty formidable defense in the Jags. There you go. Steelers are giving up 400 yards per game. Uh oh. Yeah, but defense isn't as good as it. Y'all go ahead. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. But I mean, we saw it against Baltimore back at home. I thought they played pretty good, held Jackson in check. Um, <laughs> He's he's giving no, no, this is a healthy. No, I know, but he he was shying away from the debate. No, is there supposed to be wind? That I didn't. See. Rain doesn't didn't matter. Yeah. Wind matters. Yeah, you might be right in that one too. I didn't see anything about wind. I saw it was a good. No, I'm fucking good. I'm good at diagnosing other people's picks and be like, I don't like that. And then, but my picks lose, so I can't figure out mine. <laughs> like I didn't like I didn't like you going against the Vikings on Monday. That's why I said I I felt like. At home at the touchdown, yeah. but but it's like I didn't like it, I didn't dislike it enough to take the Vikings, but like we were talking about like the injuries and all of that, like there's a it's it re, it reminded me of the Chiefs, it was like week one, which I don't even know if, well who was Chiefs it, Lions, and we were on the Lions, yeah yes there's just there's certain like I feel like I know how to bet the NFL until it's like oh I got to look at it and go I'm taking that one, but from afar it's like when Trent Williams is out. Which obviously they were all questionable, and McCaffrey ends up playing. Well, Debo was supposed to play, and then after we record, I think the day after, they're like he's out for two weeks. Yeah, with so a, that doesn't help. Like a hairline fracture or some shit. But well, you don't see. You, yeah, uh, I thought it when we recorded. I was under the assumption that Samuel was more likely to play than McCaffrey, and was. it was the opposite way around. Yeah. yeah, but throughout the week, that's what I saw as well. Like the reports were that he was expected to play. Yeah. Uh, but, but, I mean, even in that one, it's like, I don't expect Purdy to make those two terrible throws at the end. I don't know, because I've been saying, though, that he I puts... I throwing it good. Yeah, but he's put shit up for grabs. We were on, um, what game were we on against them where he kept throwing shit into double coverage and it would get tipped and, and just fall to the ground, or they caught it off the tip? It was recently. I think it was a Thursday game. It might have been uh, when you took them against the Cowboys. I don't know. No, I no, they beat I don't the know dog if I bet against the Niners yet. I'm telling. Hold on. But then you got McCaffrey fumbling on the opening drive to how go up seven nothing. How much is that? Because he's got a hurt oblique. Well, no. I mean, really though, like it was a good run. It was like six yards, and then while he's going down, he's just they punch it right out. Yeah. 
You know, I think that made the difference. I think that 49ers would have had a good chance to cover. It was the Giants. It okay, was the Giants yeah. game. We were both on it. Yeah, I remember now. So what do you think then? Since you're on you're on the Jags, right? If you I don't I don't I don't have anything in terms of that one with the total. It's a very low number, but it's tough. It, it it's I'm just taking the Jags. I think the Jags are more um more likely to find the end zone. So I, I think they're clicking well. They're playing they're playing their best football at the right time. Lawrence looks better. They have weapons. ETN's playing great. So um but I, but they have shown the ability to get beat on the back end a, a few times. So can Kenny Pickett maybe hit a couple deep balls to George Pickens? I don't fucking know. Four hundred yards per game? Is that jeez. No, I didn't know that. I mean, they have been inconsistent. They have. Well, you got to think they've got they've got a rookie corner and Porter who's playing well, he's but playing he's going to well. make mistakes though. He he's playing well when like you see the highlights when he picks one off over Odell though. We're not really watching intent like real closely though. It's like Trevon Diggs. If you just watch ESPN, you're like Trevon Diggs is fucking incredible. But that one year, it's like oh, but he's giving up the most he's giving up the most receiving yards mm-hmm. out of any DB, and he's getting burned. It's boom or bust. It's a pick or it's a touchdown. So. They have a lot of young guys on that defense. Um, is Fitzpatrick still banged up, or is he playing? No, oh, I'm not sure. I didn't see anything on that. Um, yeah, but like with Purdy, though, like this, that's why I pulled up this Giants game. There was multiple times where he put it over the middle where it was like, that should have been fucking picked, and it's tipping off his hands. Uh, but it's also he's got life kind of easy for him with the surrounding cast. And if you look at the three people that were questionable, it's the three most important people to that offense. That's what we mm-hmm. talked about. McCaffrey, who scored a touchdown in 16 fucking games in a row, which is incredible. He's the best player in football. It's not even close. But then you take away the best left tackle in football and then the move, the chain mover, do it all, can play running back as well, type of wide receiver. That's a lot of guys that you can just like, we can make some of those passes and fucking I, I, I go hut and fucking toss it to McCaffrey and then go ahead and score us a touchdown. I think Purdy is good. Purdy's far exceeded expectations without question. Um, but he's not going to be an elite quarterback. He's not going to be a Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type of guy. He's going to be a game manager that you can win with, but do you think Purdy's better than Garoppolo? Um, yeah. Yes. How much better? A good bit better. Right you now? Do? Yeah. Talking about Garoppolo when he took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Garoppolo played good that year. Mm-hmm. He did. I don't think Purdy's got, like, incredible arm talent. No, he doesn't. But, I mean, there's some some of the throws he makes are fairly accurate. He's got yeah, good yeah. touch he can put on he the does. ball for the intermediate and – middle of the field throws and where he gets it over the linebacker and uh-huh. in between the safety. Yeah, he's got... And that was one, ironically... And he's still he's a young player. Like, no, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. So it's not, I guess, fair necessarily to compare him to Garoppolo who got to sit behind Brady and then and then has kind of traveled his way around the league. But they've lost their last two games against a good defense and a poor defense. He's thrown three picks in his last two games. It's the three picks he's thrown all season. He's thrown two touchdowns. Um was yeah. there weather in the Cleveland game? I don't even remember. We were at we were yes, in Houston. Yes. yes. Um, so you take down with a little bit of a grain of salt. He had a forty four percent completion percentage, only one hundred and twenty five yards. But last night he had a seventy percent completion percentage. But I mean, you had the two picks. Um, he's only sacked once, but which the two picks were like the last one, especially or no, the first one was Juwan Jennings. He was expecting to cut sooner than he did. 
And like you said, he puts good touch over the middle, over the linebackers. And so he was trying to lead them to the spot he thought he would be at. But he just overthrew it. But you also have to think, too, if you look at last year, the Vikings were what, an 11-win football team? 12 wins, maybe? Yeah, they won. They were 11-0 in one-score games. Yeah, it was all close. They were 13. Vikings were 13-4 and last year. Okay. Yep. And so it's like this year, now we're like, oh, the Vikings are trash. Mm-hmm. But in large part, they brought back pretty much everybody. They don't have an aging Dalvin Cook who's not doing anything this year. But outside of that, that offense still has everybody. Yeah. So Except for JJ. Yeah, with him, with him being hurt <laughs> right now. Yeah, but but still, they've got so many. Uh, dude, it, I was impressed Hawkinson's on the Vikings, right? Yeah, yeah. Hawkinson yeah. too. He's like the one of the best tight ends in football. They don't use him enough. No, they, they don't. don't. He's probably second best, third best. Well, they yeah. finally did last night. He had 11 catches, so. But um, cousins look good. It's just a lot of points at home, um, on their second back to back, their second yeah. of consecutive road games, mm-hmm. um, and that's where that bounce back spot can get you sometimes. What do you like mean? I, like I said, I, a lot of my games I feel like this year were either letdowns or bounce back spots, and that to me was a bounce back spot. Even though it was on the road, I understand that. Well, it's like there's something to be said for playing consecutive games on the road. Yeah. Teams typically don't play as well exactly. that second road game. Yeah. Um, like they beat the Rams by seven. They they started the season with back to back road games. They killed the Steelers thirty to seven, and then they go on the road against the Rams, they went thirty to twenty three. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. To recap my NFL picks, Thursday night I'm taking the Bucks plus eight and a half. I'm gonna take the Packers and a pick 'em against the Vikings we just talked about. Falcons minus two. Broncos plus eight and a half or eight? What do we say? Uh, eight. Jacksonville minus two and a half. And my lock of the week is the Dallas Cowboys minus six and a half. I'm on the Buccaneers plus eight and a half. The Jacksonville Pittsburgh over 41 and a half. And we're going to take the Broncos plus eight for the lock of the week. Uh, Thursday night, I'm on the Bills minus eight and a half. Uh, then I move to Sunday. Eagles, Commanders. I'm taking the Eagles minus six and a half. Uh, I'm taking the Titans at home plus two and a half. And for my lock of the week, Jags, Steelers under 41 and a half. Alrighty, there you go. That is our best bets for college football and the NFL. Got to get back on track at some point. Might as well do it this week. Uh, for anybody listening right now, I have a play going on as we speak. It's the under 61 and a half in Liberty. Western Kentucky. If anybody listening right now, you want to go back and check and see if I ended my night happy or extremely fucking mad. It's 14 to 10 at halftime. They give up a 50 yard touchdown with uh, like six minutes to go in the second quarter. Take that away. Mm-hmm. And we're very much on track, yeah. but we still are. So we'll see what happens. Do you have anything to say before we go? Nope. Do you go ducks? Episode 168 is in the books. We have our first official consensus. Like Joseph just said, Oregon ducks minus six and a half. It's now or never. I'm trying everything I can. I'm wearing every piece of jewelry I have. I'm wearing the Caleb Williams uh, jersey. I'm going to go get my hair cut tomorrow. I got bad luck in my hair. I got to get it out. I'm going to the church tomorrow. Everybody out there that wants to, hey, you, you that pick loss. I know. I know. And it's, it's eating me up. It's ruining my weekends. Every weekend's ruined. We turn the tides starting now. Y'all have a good one. Who that? Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. It's been
practicing this guitar a little bit, did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. No, it was good, I liked it.